0: The opportunity for me is to double down and like build this amazing online resource for people in B2B marketing because most people I talk to, this is not something that they learned in any type of like formal school
1: that they went to. And I think that's what I can do with DGMG. Welcome to Virtually Live by Kultura. In this podcast, we'll try to sum up all the latest and greatest in marketing and specifically in event marketing. To help us do that, we've invited prominent marketing and business leaders to share their most important lessons and give their best predictions for the coming years. This time around, LinkedIn famous Dave Gerhardt talks to Lisa Bennett, Kaltura's EVP of Marketing, on why he doesn't like the term personal branding, how to build a career, a business, an audience, or all of the above, and what to do if your CEO doesn't get marketing. Before we dive right in, just a quick FYI that since recording this, Dave has rebranded his DGMG community to exit five. Good luck, Dave.
2: everyone my name is Lisa Bennett uh, VP marketing at Kaltura I'm coming to you today virtually live from the Tel Aviv area uh, in my daughter's bedroom which has the best wall and the best frame in the house and I am joined today by Dave Gerhardt uh, Dave you want to say where you're coming from and introduce yourself yeah
0: I'm I'm, I'm Dave Gearhart. I'm coming to you virtually live from my house the office in my house in Vermont it's beautiful fall weather as we were just talking about here and I'm uh, excited to to be with everybody.
2: Amazing, amazing. So thanks Dave for joining us. Um, I want to talk to you today uh, about marketing in general but about marketers uh, specifically Um, and it touches on our topic of virtual events and the marketing funnel but I actually want to talk about us Um, and I couldn't think of anyone better to do that with uh, than you. So obviously you have built an incredible personal brand uh, and and I wanted to ask you, you know, from your perspective, is that something that just kind of came to be, or is that actually something that at the time you premeditated about and and really thought about and planned for, uh, etc.?
0: I I knew I knew what that I w- when I was six that this is what I wanted to be do. Do I wanted to be LinkedIn famous? I knew it from when I was born, and I committed to this. And I'm so happy that we have achieved this. Uh, no, I have no idea. It's ridiculous. It's it's. I became. I I got into marketing, and I've always kind of been a good like writer and communicator, and I kind of channeled those efforts into marketing, and I always just I just was interested in marketing, like outside of work and outside of the jobs that I had, and so I was reading people's blogs. Uh, you know, probably like early 2010 ish and getting on people's email lists. And uh, I started to get into podcasts. And, and I think seeing other people have kind of blogs and stuff outside of work where they shared what they were learning was was all really interesting to me. And uh, it kind of led to me starting up my own side projects of one or another. And, and that eventually led to like social media and being on Twitter and LinkedIn. And uh, I kind of channeled all of the things that I post about to what I was learning and doing in marketing. And I found that when I did that, you attract an audience of people who are also doing marketing, and so um, I, I definitely didn't plan it. Uh, but I think it's one of the cool parts about social media today, where like if you are learning about a topic and are interested in a topic and, and kind of build a career in a topic, you can kind of sh- you can share what you're doing and and hopefully build a, a community of like minded people around you. And then uh, a couple years ago was was mainly when I was like oh, there could be bigger opportunities here. Uh, There's clearly a passionate audience about startups, about B2B marketing, about this stuff. It was really like the response to the things that I was putting out led to me feeding more of this. Like a post that I wrote, that got a, a a ridiculous response about like how powerful copywriting is led me to go and create you know a talk about copywriting and a course about copywriting or um, you know seeing how much people valued the input from their peers in B two B marketing like oh you also do that at your company interesting I'm stuck on that problem too led me to start this community and so I think th- social media has been the tip of the spear for me to learn what people are interested in but um, definitely wasn't something that I that I planned on doing but I think it's one of the cooler benefits of like of building something on uh, online today. I, I didn't set out to build a personal brand, but I'm able to like publish my thoughts, and 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 people that have similar thinking can can find me, and 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 maybe we connect on that. And I think that's pretty cool.
2: It is pretty cool, uh, absolutely. I think that you know, also to some extent, you're probably one of the people that actually formed the whole term, uh, right? In retrospect of personal branding and whatnot. So. If, if you were a marketer just starting out today uh, and you wanted to somehow create that personal brand, and actually not just a marketer, I mean, what are like a few tips that you would give people? You know, you touched on a bit, a little bit, but kind of what would you um, advise for someone as a professional marketing specifically, yeah. but not even to, to create that well, personal I mean- brand?
0: I I, I don't even like, I don't like the term. I don't, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the term personal brand because I think that, that, that implies that I have another type of brand. Uh, and so I think like for me, when I think I wouldn't think of like, I want to go build a personal brand. I think about like what, what would, and this is not, first of all, this is not for everybody. And so you don't have to, you don't have to do this. Right. I'm not going to convince anybody to go and do this, but if you're somebody who is passionate about your career in marketing, for example, uh, and you're interested in social media or blogging or podcasting or starting a YouTube channel, like you know that would be a great way to do that. But I think of it as like what 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 do you want to be known for? What what do you what would it be valuable um, for you to be known for? And so for me, as somebody who happened to work at um, SaaS companies in marketing. I kind of had bigger visions of like, wow, I've grown my career to to this point. I wanted I want to do some other things, do some things on on my own. Um, I think I have an opportunity to build up more of a community in B two B marketing, and so that's what I'm going to focus on. It would be valuable to me in the for now and in the future to be known in the B two B marketing niche, right? And that could be completely different. Maybe you started a. Uh, a CBD seltzer brand, right? And it would be valuable for you to be, or or you want to one day. And so it could be valuable for you to be known in that space. I think um, for better or worse, I am just me talking about marketing uh, and that has what built my personal brand. And so it's not something that that I'm consciously thinking about. I am consciously trying to put out content about marketing because I'm trying to build um, DGMG. Like I have something that I'm building this for now. And so I have no, I have no shame in, 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 in doing that. Uh, I have like a why for what I'm trying to do. But for you, I would think about maybe you're a copywriter. Uh, you want to have SaaS company clients, right? Would it be valuable for you to be known to SaaS marketing people as a copywriter or as a, or as a interesting thinker on copywriting? Yes, it would because you want to have business from that, from that group of people. And so like, I think of it more from, from that perspective, but, but it's not for me naturally, I've always kind of been more involved in the like communication, public speaking, writing type of things. And so this has become like an extension of that.
2: Very cool. Um, you mentioned, you know, DGMG, uh, and the university that you're putting together now and, and, you know, that, entire community, which is, by the way, mind-boggling um, and and very, very cool. I, I would love to kind of hear a little bit more about how that came to be. I know that you've kind of mentioned it um, as we started talking through it, but how did it kind of evolve into that university, and why do you feel like that's so important?
0: Well, okay, so for, thank you for asking this. <laughs>
2: Nobody's ever
0: <laughs> really um, it, it started, honestly, the, the real reason it started was I was – uh, I worked at Drift for about four four years, and over the course of my time at Drift, is when um, you know I, I focused most of my kind of like efforts on B two B marketing, and that's where I got that's a space that I got passionate about. I got I had knowledge in, I wanted to share more about that. And when I left my job at at Drift, I was going to Privy, and Privy's uh, more in the still a, still technically a B two B SaaS company, but they're in the e commerce space in the Shopify ecosystem. And so I was like, man. It, I still want to talk about B2B marketing. I st- this is the stuff that I like to talk about. Um, how can I continue to do that when I go to Privy? And I was like, well, once I leave Drift, I'll start a podcast of my own. At the time, I had done a podcast at Drift, but now I can I can be my own publisher. I don't need to be at Drift to do that podcast. And um, because of the stuff that I had put out on LinkedIn and some of the like the responses that I was seeing to things were just like at a level of things that I hadn't seen from other content of mine before, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to charge for this. I'm going to start a membership. I want to try a Patreon for this. My my wife had been listening to one podcast that w- that she paid for on Patreon and I thought that was a really interesting model. She paid like 6 dollars a month to have access to like some exclusive podcast. And I was like, "You know what? That sounds like a crazy idea, but I think this would work really well with my audience." And so when I left Drift, I announced that and I put the first episode of the of the podcast behind the Patreon paywall and I said so here here's the full story about what I'm doing after drift and why and blah blah blah. And I, I got a couple hundred members from from making that announcement. I initially called it the A list. It wasn't called DGMD it was just called like the A list. I made it up just to be like this is my A list of people that I'm gonna share, whatever's on my mind about marketing. And people liked the things that I was sharing, but two things happened. Number one, they wanted a community. They wanted to talk to each other and so people wanted to like Post questions, and I I couldn't scale that. My inbox on Patreon, I had like a hundred messages from people who had questions. I was like, I should just be using the wisdom of the crowd here. There's a couple hundred people. Like, if they could post this, hey, what are you using for this vendor? Like, with each other, uh, and so I launched a Facebook. Com- I've launched a Facebook group off of that, and that was the community aspect, and it's been amazing. And then the university piece was. Um, People really like the tactical like marketing lessons and learnings and I kinda realized like this is a weird B2B marketing. There's not a lot of like You know, public information on this stuff. It's like I learned these things because I'd go to conferences and meet with people, or I'd have a lunch with two other marketers, or my former boss connected me with somebody else. And like that, that's a, I come from a position of privilege to be able to do those things. And like, I want to try, I wanted to try to like democratize that, that knowledge a little bit. And like, what if I could be, what if DGMG that I ended up calling it, like, what if that could be the thing that, you know, people leaned on and and, and learn from. And most companies have some type of like learning and development budget. And so I thought, you know what, I have an opportunity to, to fill a library with like everything you need to know to do B2B marketing, campaign planning, budgeting, uh, team org structure, uh, how to hire a creative videos, templates, guides, transcripts. And so, um, now I have an audience and I'm in a position where I can kind of get some of the best content. And so I'm like, the opportunity for me is to double down and like build this amazing online resource for people in B2B marketing because uh, most people I talk to, this is not something that they learned in any type of like formal school that they went to. And I think that's what I can do with DGMG.
2: I think it's amazing. I mean, I've been following you for a very long time and I think that Um, The way that this has evolved has really just been out of, like you said, the need for knowledge. And I think that's a key need for anyone in any profession, but specifically in marketing, not to mention in the past two years. Um, but marketing is constantly evolving it's constantly changing uh, and there are those b2b specific things that people need to know and you're either gonna like you said find out from your peers or you know go begging for crumbs as you if you will um, or you're going to be able to find amazing resources and I think that's what you're creating here and uh, I would love to say you know on behalf of the marketing community I think it's an amazing thing and, and we thank you for it. Um, I well, thank, sh-
0: thank, thank you. That that that's that's super. That's super kind of you to to say it that way. Um, uh, there's some psychological a- a- effect going there. Oh, this is what I was going to say to you, where I lost my train of thought. The most powerful thing, for, forget B two B marketing. The most powerful thing that I've learned through this is the power of uh, an audience and a community. Because
2: absolutely. F- because
0: this community, th- there's been this community like. They almost tell me like what to do next, right? And it's not directly, but it's like I might post about something or I'll see a certain thread in the group that just like blew up. And I'm like, wow, you know what? People really need like – uh they need a camp they 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 want a campaign planning resource like this question comes up over and over there's a million questions about planning for 2022 hey let's do a planning session so i think like to any to any business i'm i'm writing a book and the whole book idea came from the group and like i tested the title with the group i was like hey what do you think of this i got feedback on that so for, for any business like whatever product you're selling b2b or not if you can have a community, if you can build some type of community of those people, and it has nothing to do with the product that you're selling, but where if you can get your basically dream customers to hang out and have conversations and be a part of that, the the advantage that creates for you and what you can then go create. Like, I feel like I haven't had a lot of misses inside of DGMG only because I usually only go and do something when I kind of feel that rumble from the community.
2: Which is amazing. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I, I, I want to say like, um, you know, if you had to pinpoint, you, you know, you spoke, you spoke about planning for 2022, you talked about campaign management. Are there any topics there that kind of rose to the surface that surprised you or other examples that you can share?
0: Just like how many marketers have bad jobs with bad CEOs? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because it's been like this, like therapy for people, like, you know, so much of it is actually, and this is why the community is so important. It's like, you know, it's not that there's like this groundbreaking stuff in there that, 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 you know, is, is like proprietary, but like a lot of it is like marketers, you know, venting to each other and being like, or, or seeing something and being like, I'm not alone. Like my boss just like upped my goal. Like we have to hit, you know, 150% of the goal and, and he cut half of my team and like, are like, Hey, is this channel not working for anybody? It's been, it's been like therapy. Um,
2: like a support and group. And I think
0: that, and I think that the actual tactics and channels in B2B marketing are not that hard what I've learned is like what gets in the way. And I I saw this at companies that I've worked at, but now I get to see it like kind of at scale through all of the people in DGMG. So much of the success actually has nothing to do with, and this is the sad part, right? It has nothing to do with like creative ideas. It has to do with like internal politics and battles. So I have
2: a follow-up question for you on that, and we only have a couple minutes left. But I've heard you on podcasts before say, If your CEO doesn't believe in marketing, you should find another job or something along those lines, right? So I know that – and you've been very fortunate to work at places, you know, by choice, but – and and now that you're raising this issue, you know, so how – We don't all have, right? Not every marketer has the luxury of a dream CEO. Not every organization is marketing driven. Some are sales driven, some are product driven. And yet we need to make sure that marketing has a seat at the table. We need to make sure that, you know, uh, we, I want to say, give marketers the tools that they need to actually provide, uh, you know, credibility to what they're doing and, and get that freedom that they need for that creativity. So, Besides the venting and, the, you know, kumbaya of everybody, uh, you know, joining in the community to, to have a, a, a bit of a bitch fest. What what are some tips as we kind of close off our final uh, question? What are some tips that you think marketers can do uh, in order to get that seat at the table and deal with this type of thing?
0: Look, I mean, it is—it's it, hard. I think for anybody that's actually watching me speak, I can deliver a message in a different way than actually in—in—you in, know—over camera. Like, I play into that line because it gets people fired up, and it's a very easy line to relate to. I understand it is—it's very arrogant of me to say quit your job if the CEO doesn't get marketing. Like, I'm—I'm I'm fortunate to be in a position where I can do that, uh, but that is not the norm, and nor, nor was it the reality for me four years ago either. And so, okay. um. I think it it makes for a nice like marketing line that I can use to get people fired up and like talk about DGMG. But I think ultimately you have to you know you have to understand what you want about a specific job at a specific point in time in your career. I think those things really matter. And so um, maybe you can shift your mindset from like, look, this CEO doesn't get marketing. However, something's really interesting about this company, something's really interesting about our place in the market. Uh, something's really interesting about my boss uh the the person that i'm working with the team that i'm working with the or the challenges that i'm working on like I would tell myself a different story like yeah this c e o is a clown like he doesn't he doesn't get it, but we have a really interesting s e o problem and I get the budget and I get to do it, and so i'm not gonna worry about that i'm focusing on like being in skills acquisition mode and i'm gonna use this opportunity to like learn this skill in some way or another and I'm going to translate that into my next job where in my next job I know that one of the criteria is going to be CEO who gets marketing as here's how I define it and so um It's not the end all be all. I think there's probably, you know, and I I know people today that have taken jobs for CEOs that they might not necessarily agree with their stance on marketing, but it's a great job for them at that point in their life and career or whatever the the salary or benefits are or whatever that is. Uh, And so you take that job. I think you need to have a story that you're telling yourself about uh, career wise you know, what are you doing at the company? But then like, where are you in the macro sense of your, of your career? You know, what whatever stage you're at uh, and how do you tell the story of like, you know, you always need to be thinking about that, that next move. I, I have never had an answer to what do you want to do in five years? I, I have no idea, but I've kind of always had a rough sense for like, what do I want this current job to turn into? And so I think you just need to have a story that you can tell about that.
2: Amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I would add maybe that you can also impact things. You know, if uh, if you're good at a little bit of politics, um, and you follow, you know, other practices in the community and whatnot, there are ways to show impact. I more
0: of I more of put that out in the world as it should be. A checklist. It's more of a reminder to people that in, in a marketing position, you should be interviewing the company, um, especially from a marketing leadership standpoint. You need to be interviewing the company as well on the way in.
2: I, I, I totally agree. Um, Dave, we're out of time and I'm bummed because I have like 300 million other things I would love to talk to you about. Um, but I so appreciate your time and your insights and your knowledge and, you know, Congratulations on all the amazing achievements you've done and all of the things that you've done for marketing uh, generally. And uh, we hope to uh, see you again at some point in the future.
0: Thank you. That's that's very kind of you. I'll give everybody the PSA that it is it is just B2B marketing <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, it's not a big deal. You'll uh, be okay. But awesome. yeah, I, th- I appreciate it. So, so, I think the questions that you did go with were awesome.
1: Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to have been here.
2: Thank you, babe.
1: Thank you to our guests, Dave Gerhardt, and our host, Lisa Bennett. Tune in next episode, where we hear from HubSpot's SVP Marketing about the marketing flywheel. That's right, not the funnel, the flywheel. Thanks
2: for joining.